It's the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin here with my guy, Frank Tucker, representing for canescounty.com, part of the Rivals Network. And Mark Fletcher, Mark Fletcher committed to the University of Miami last night. A surprise to some, not to my guy, Frank. He had Mark Fletcher going to Miami the entire time I was the guy that was kind of on the fence based on what he said. He basically said his decision was made and he was going to Florida. Literally the words that we heard from him. And then he takes a visit to Coral Gables this weekend and Mario magic happens and he commits to Miami. I think it's probably aside from maybe Okanlola and Malagoa, the most important commit to this class with this type of offense. It's the perfect running back for the offense that we saw in 2022. You need a power back that can just bulldoze through that 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 uh, line and really get big chunk yards, and he is that. We've been watching Mark Fletcher for – a long time now, and he's been doing it uh, big down here in South Florida, and now he will be doing it big for the U. Frank, your your thoughts on Miami flipping, not flipping, but you know, getting Mark Fletcher to commit to Miami. My thoughts are: I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. <laughs> I tried to tell everybody from the jump Miami was the leader here. Right. It doesn't matter what the kids said. We know these kids lie. Right. Listen, Florida was definitely a factor in his recruitment. But people don't understand that the two weeks prior to his decommitment, he went to Miami. Then he went to Florida. Right. So he evaluated his decision based off two visits, not just one. It's not just what you have done lately, people. It's what you have done over the entirety of the time. And he was also at Miami and was having a good time despite a loss to Florida State. Family factors were there, right? Dad is a huge Hurricanes fan. That doesn't always yeah. lean a kid one way, but right. that was a huge part of it, right? And then, honestly, the the chance to potentially play with Damari Brown at the next level is part of that as well. And, yeah. you know, we'll touch on that in a little bit on what we're hearing. But, you know, honestly, overall, I felt super confident in this. Miami had been consistently recruiting him since losing out on Cedric Baxter. That's been a long process, Right. Florida came in really hard late. Uh, and I knew that the, the the consistent effort from Mario Cristobal that he was constantly putting in was going to pay off in the end. Kevin Smith, everybody wanted to give him crap, you know, for for losing Rooster and losing dad and, and not having uh, you know anybody over like 600 yards rushing this year. He went out and got two top 15 running backs locally, locally. Right. One guy fits yeah. a role, Chris Johnson, as the ultimate speed threat in South Florida. He immediately becomes the fastest player on the team as a 10-400 meter runner and a sub-21 200 meter runner. Both state championship times, top 10 level times in the country in high school, right? So immediately, no longer jet sweeps with Romello Brinson, right? We, we, got, we got a guy that can jump out at, at receiver, make some yeah. happens vertically, and give us that speed threat as an inside zone guy that can break for 75 at any given moment. We've seen him do it against the best of the best, 
right? Miami Central. St. Thomas Aquinas, he has a 20-yard touchdown reception. Uh, Shamanah Madonna breaks for 75, right? He does it against Ely, right? Like all the best teams on their schedule, he broke against. So there, it's proven against elite competition. Mark Fletcher is the best back Miami's recruited in a long time. People do not understand how good Mark Fletcher is. And we have not even seen the best of Mark Fletcher. He hasn't had a healthy offseason since coming to American Heritage. Right? So we're going to – we're finally going to have this kid in a real weight training program. Right? At 230 pounds just naturally, six foot two, Bulldozer just breaks off people. Even the central staff was – was saying how good this kid was after beating them in the state championship game. Like Brandon Innes, Malachi, Tony, they all had a lot of respect for those kids. The one player that scared them on any given play was Mark Fletcher. That kid is an elite player. And, and, you know, I I have constantly talked about this since joining Canes County. Miami has not had a thousand yard back since 2016. Going into next season, that is good for seven years. Miami has not had a thousand yard back. Right, we've had guys get close, but listen, we've relied on the likes of, and, and it's no discredit to these players, right? But they're and they're good. DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, right? It, even Mark Walton, the last thousand yard back, Rooster, Henry Parrish, none of them are physically imposing backs. Mark Fletcher has the speed to take you for fifty, the power to break multiple tackles on any given play, and we've seen him it progress as a receiver over his high school career, to be yeah. a guy that can play on all three downs. You combine the likes of a, a healthy Trevante Citizen, a healthy Mark Fletcher, and Chris Johnson to an offense run by Josh Gaddis, right, where we said we didn't have the Big Ten type players, right? We don't have the players that Michigan had. Now you do, right? Now you got the guy who can fit that Hassan Haskins role that was good for 1,300 yards and over 20 touchdowns in the year that they went to the national championship and almost to the national championship game, made it to the college football playoffs. You got that guy in Mark Fletcher, right? Then Blake Corum, that Blake Corum role can be filled by three different guys. You got Henry Parrish who can fill that role. Trevante Citizen can do it too. And you got Chris Johnson that can be that explosive guy. You got four guys that can touch the ball and make an impact on any given play. Last year, we were using walk-on running backs from UAB in their fifth year. Guys we've never heard of that we added a week before the season started, right? That's what we were relying on. Now we have blue chip on blue chip on blue chip on blue chip, elite production Fits a role. I, listen, I, I I don't think – listen, I'm sure everybody can feel it right now. I am excited. I am excited <laughs> about what is going yeah. on in this backfield. People do not understand how wanted of a commodity Mark Fletcher was by everybody in the country, right? Yeah. This was a kid that de- – when he decommitted from Ohio State, Ohio State tried to get back to the table and say, what do you need to come back into this class? This wasn't a drop by Ohio State. This was a steal – from Miami. He is an elite player and we uh, you you and I have spoke about it. Miami has struggled to get the top guys at their positions in South Florida for a long time, right? We get like the second, the third best guy, right? And on occasion, we get the top guy. This year, we are getting the best running back in South Florida over Ohio State and Florida. That's a win-win-win. 
Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. And when, when I first saw uh, Mark Fletcher, uh, I was like, whoa, this kid is amazing. Then I talked to the coaches over there at Heritage, and, and you know who they compared him to? Derrick Henry. They said he's little Derrick Henry. And over the past few years, I can't disagree with that notion at all because that's basically what he is. And to have that type of back and this type of offense with this offensive line. So, you know, the last time that we were on this podcast, it was, it was, it was Okanola day. And we already, you know, assumed that he was going to commit to Miami, which he did. So you, you already have two five-star offensive linemen coming into the class, but we also got a transfer in Javion Cohen from Alabama. So now that that addition kind of just adds to the bulk or the beef of this offensive line. All of a sudden, the, this this O line and, and 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 running back class is is you could argue is the best in the country, and this class is shaping up to be one of the best ever and could be a program changing or program defining class for the university of Miami and they're not done. The more and more is expected to come here uh, over the weekend. They had several recruits visit Miami, including Ruben Bain and, and uh, you know, uh, the Washington twins and, and Antoine Jackson or whatnot. Uh, but probably the most important or the most surprising visit for for the weekend was conrad hussey conrad hussey the dynamic safety out of saint thomas aquinas was rumored to um to go to colorado this this weekend to to go see dion and, and company and that didn't happen uh, he ends up taking a visit to miami and gave him a ton of things to think about. And he's already committed to Penn State right now, as we know. And he's been kind of, you know, staying loyal to that program since his commitment. But now things, I think, is, are, are going to change. And ba based on what we've seen from this class, Miami, uh, Miami and, and this staff, they close, man. Uh, they, they're close. They, they close better than, than Mariano Rivera for the Yankees uh, when it comes to recruiting. And I would not be surprised in the slightest bit if Miami ends up getting Conrad Hussey to flip. This is a guy who, who had an, a, a, a nice interception in the state championship game just uh, last week, helping St. Thomas win a fourth straight title most in the state of florida so conrad hussey frank uh i'm saying there's a chance what are you saying i'm saying that there's a chance because i'm i was super surprised he ended up at in coral gables this weekend he's been telling everybody that he's locked in and we know how sometimes kids are with their recruitment they're kind of secretive about it but nobody in his circle knew he was going to be in coral gables this weekend right this was something that he kept completely under wraps. You and I both know we've been hearing that Miami has 
deeply been trying to get into that into that process for for Conrad Hussey. It, it's it's been it's been them trying to crack that crack that nut for a while, and it seems like they have. And, and what we saw, uh, you know, on Instagram from Antoine Jackson was that kid was enjoying the visit. He was enjoying the visit. They were putting an all hands on approach with him on that visit with other elite guys on campus that weekend. It seemed like he might have been the focus, right? It was him and Mark Fletcher that might have been those two focuses. And and there's good reason for that. You you've had four kids enter the transfer portal, right? Brian Ballum. Uh, you know, pulled himself out, but it seems like that's just going to be more of like a graduation type thing. And then he's going to leave after the fact. Um, so you got an empty room right now. You got an empty room right now. Caleb Spencer's not a guy who's going to be playing over the top, extremely athletic player, but he's been brought in for a role. It seems like Mario Cristobal is recruiting guys for roles. Caleb Spencer is going to be that overhang type player that they didn't feel Gilbert Frierson could have been. They're going to slot him at slot him in in that spot, be that versatile guy that can play a little bit of linebacker, play some too high if needed, but he's going to be that versatile chess piece that they move around in that four-two-five scheme. If they do a th- if they run you know some three-three stack stuff, um, you know he'll be able to jump in the box a little bit more. Uh, they're looking for that guy that can play over the top, right? Because Cam Kitchen's likely got one more season. He, he was an All-American this year. He's on pace to be a first-round draft pick. James Williams could be, you know, on that pace as well. He's super intriguing player, super sized player. Uh, you know, hasn't, you know, always been healthy. We know he was playing with a bad shoulder injury this year. If he's healthy next year and, and they are playing off of each other, you could have just one year of that duo left. And then what are you doing after that, right? I, and I know that Mario is going to always kill the transfer portal, but you don't want to have to rely on that, right? And, and if there's a local elite level talent like Conrad Hussey, who, you know, nobody talks about is also an elite cornerback, right? Like it's not just yeah. like you're bringing that kid in to just play free safety. If, if there's a breakdown at cornerback like we've had over the years, you can slot him in right there. and He is going to have a seamless transition to that position as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that there's a chance. I like the idea that, you know, he, he uh, visited and, and things are going smooth there. Uh, you know, Penn State, it's great. I think him and King Mac had a really good relationship in regards to going to school together. They, I know that they're best friends, but for Miami to be able to to get that to happen, that that if there's smoke, a lot of times there's fire. And and I I thought it was going to be probably Florida State that flipped him, but as we know with OVs, if you get the last OV, you got a shot. And and, and every time that Miami gets that last visit, the last word in. They seem to be able to pull through. They did it with Chris Johnson. They did it with Mark Fletcher. They did it, you know, Samson Oklahoma. They didn't get the last one. They didn't get the last one. And they had him in this weekend from what I'm hearing, you know, but they were able to pull him, right? So overall, last word, Mario Cristobal, his influence is there. I like the idea of Conrad Hussey being that true safety of this 2023 class. Many of the times when a kid goes on, on a visit right before signing day, that last school that he visits usually has the leg up. So that is is definitely boding well for uh, the Hurricanes. But credit to him for kind of keeping it so candid. I'm going to start calling him candid hussy because he just – but for him to kind of keep everything under wraps the way that he did, I mean, you and I, we, we dug. We dug deep uh, to find out what's – what was going on with him and for him to kind of sneak that visit 
Um, you know, shout out to Antoine Jackson for posting that on his live <laughs> uh, to kind of, you know, let everybody know, I guess, what was going on there. But yeah, uh, Conrad Hussey definitely would be uh, an elite addition to that room, which, as you stated, is a room that's somewhat uh, depleted. Uh, with uh, transfers and possibly players going to the NFL in the following year. Another tandem that, that we must talk about, it's kind of a, you know, maybe a two-for-one. Here could be a two-for-one type of deal. Another elite DB from South Florida. Damari da Brown and Devontae Brown. Devontae Brown played at uh, UCF and was productive there in the transfer portal at Miami this weekend. And from what I hear, uh, Damari Brown, who said he wasn't taking any visits right after I spoke to him, right after the state championship game, he was very clear and said that he was done with his visits. He's already taken an official to, to Miami already that Florida state weekend. Uh, from what I hear or from what you're hearing, Frank, Damari Brown was on campus uh, last weekend, and both could be committing to Miami. Yeah, I'm hearing that, you know, another secret visit for uh, Mario Cristobal. Uh, he gets the brothers on campus, and they were on there. They were there all weekend with Mark Fletcher, uh, which is a huge, huge development as Mark committed. <laughs> right. So they were obviously saying enough right things. You know, getting these kids to buy into the process, which is something we haven't seen from American Heritage in a long time, right? Like we grabbed James Williams. That was in a COVID year, right? And he was just a singular addition in that class. We grabbed Daryl Porter. We grabbed Daryl Porter after the fact, right? After he yeah. goes to West Virginia and becomes an all-conference type player. We get Nesta Silvera. Nesta Silvera was was like the ugly was like the ugly duckling of the bunch, right? Like we didn't get the Tyson Campbells, we didn't get the Pat Sertans, we didn't get we didn't get those guys. We just didn't. We didn't get anything. You I'm know, just laughing at the fact that you said ugly duckling. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, and nothing on his appearance. He's just, you know, <laughs> he, he was the run to the litter. What do you want me to say? You know, it's a, uh, I, I, hey, congrats to him for going to the NFL draft. I think he's yeah, congrats, have, congrats, and that's I, I, I look forward to seeing him bull rush in the NFL as well. Um, so. But, you know, it, it's just been a pipeline, even with American Heritage coaches on the staff, that we weren't able to crack. And, and, and it's always been one of those things that's been confusing for Canes fans, writers, coaches alike. It's it, what, do, what does Miami do to be able to get into that building? And, and it seems like it was there was an impasse there, right? It was Bama being able to get in there. It was Georgia able to get in there. It, it, it was Ohio State was able to get in there. Never Miami, but it seems like that's starting to flip, right? It started with James, right? It started with James, and now it seems to just continue to move forward, right? Like Malachi Tony's the kid that they're going to be going after really heavy now. They, he, Miami was one of their what was one of his first offers, right? Yeah. Byron Lewis was one of his, was one of their was one of his first offers, right? Like, yeah. and it sounds like Damari Brown and Devontae are both going to end up in Miami. I'm hearing from from sources inside the situation that the visit went swimmingly. Um, you know, and, and they do want to play together. These, they want to be a tandem. They want to be a package deal. It's not like Miami is taking Devontae just to get Damari. They like Devontae. There's been an evaluation on Devontae as a kid that could play cornerback and safety, super technically sound. He, he's been productive. He's been on a high level 
you know, playing field at UCF, playing in bowl games, right? Playing a high le- high amount of snaps. Um, and that's just what Miami doesn't have at DB right now outside of Cam Kitchens and James Williams. It's so it's, you know, I'm looking forward to Devontae Brown getting into the program. I think he'll probably play right away. You know, Damari's, you know, obviously we know a die uh, if he's still coaching the corners. Uh, is not high on freshman cornerbacks starting from the jump. Um, he might have to pivot on that a little bit because you got potentially two of the best corners that Miami's recruited in a long time, and Damari and Cormani McLean in the class. But I, I'm hearing that you know things are moving in that direction. They're obviously both legacy kids. Uh, you know, Dad Selwyn Brown is, is super into the program. Every time I'm at at uh, American Heritage, he's wearing Miami gear, right? So, like, I, I remember there was one time I'm, I'm interviewing Damari after practice, and he's in his Miami gear standing off to the side with a grin on his face. And you know he's just happy about it because he's got to talk about Miami at that point. So yeah. it, there's there are family factors there that, that, that are potentially keeping them home. And 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 I think that there's there's a real need for Damari Brown. There, there's yeah. not uber-talented corners on the roster right now. He is big. He is fast. He's been productive. We've seen him go against the elite receivers in South Florida and match up the best that anybody's played them really all year. Jeremiah Smith, we both talk about him as the freak of all freaks, right? Yeah. I don't think he had – I think he had two catches on him the entire night. You know, that last touchdown wasn't even on him. It was, you know, a quick slant that was that was on an, an overhang player, you know, the slot guy. And, you know, and Damari did his thing. He did his dollar in that game. We saw him in the state championship game. Lamar Seymour has zero catches in that game. And yeah. Damari Brown's a huge portion, huge, huge part of that. And, and yeah. Lamar Seymour, we talked about all year, was having a huge year. Double-digit touchdowns, was 600 yards while sharing catches with other guys. Um, you know, I, I, I give him a lot of credit for how he developed as a receiver. And Damari strapped him up. Anybody that went his way, strapped him up. Blue, blue, like Central was killing them in the slot. Right and one put and one nice catch on the outside. It wasn't stuff going at Tamari Brown. They knew who to go after, and it wasn't number two. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm hearing that things are moving really well in that direction, um, and and I think we should be expecting a commitment soon. Awesome. I, I mean, if if they do, I mean, imagine you got Tamari Brown and Cormani McLean, two two of the best cornerbacks in the entire nation as Miami Hurricanes, I mean, it's something to really be excited about. Another cornerback to to possibly be excited about as well, though, what we've heard as of late is Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, uh, the best best uh, athlete out of the uh, 2022 class, is uh, possibly being rumored to Miami, and uh, that that would be a, a, a big deal. I mean, obviously he, you know, is a dynamic talent. Uh, just you know, kind of a a player that you could see drafted first round, maybe even top ten type of pick player. Um, I wouldn't put any player past this staff right now i think any player is a possibility to commit to miami i mean obviously i think dion is going to try to bring him in uh to to colorado i hear georgia possibly is in the mix as well uh but adding a player like that 
would be amazing through the transfer portal. But before you, uh, before I let you um, kind of chime in on that, just a couple of the players that we're expecting to to commit to Miami through the transfer portal is Tumisi Adele. Adelaide. Is it Adelaide? Yeah, Adelaide. It, it is Adelaide. So you heard this on an interview or something? That I did. I've heard it. Tumisi, Tumisi Adelaide. Adelaide. Thank you. All right. So Tumisi Adelaide, apologies for butchering that name. Um, we expecting him to commit uh, to Miami as well as Thomas Gore. Uh, Thomas Gore, I, I had a chance to kind of look at his stats and and um, he's one of the highest rated, despite his size, he's one of the highest rated defensive tackles when it comes to pro football focus. And, he, you know, you, you pair him with a guy like like Leonard Taylor and, and now that Daryl Jackson is off to FSU, uh, he's really kind of a, a, a great player to kind of plug into that role along with uh, a Joshua Thornton and some of the other players that are already on the roster here. Um, so I, I'm actually really excited about, about him, Thomas Gore, from, from what I've seen on tape and, and from from what I've seen from his stats. We're expecting him to also commit to Miami. So so a couple other transfers are potentially on, on, on the way. Dante Thornton, update with him is that the, the visit went well, but no imminent – announcement at this point um i think miami is in a good spot uh, not ready to to predict him to commit to miami as of yet and then miami's also working on uh Derek williams from what i hear um you know the uh, player out of or or committed to texas uh that that could be a possibility keep an eye on him as well but um uh, back over to uh, Travis Hunter, uh, Frank. You know, uh, what what do you think Miami's chances are to land him or any other transfers? Yeah, I think I think the Travis Hunter the Travis Hunter situation is interesting, right? There's a little smoke there. You know, some rumors have been floating around that Miami is, you know, one of a few schools uh, that he could be potentially interested. I, I I still, if you put a gun to my head, I would I would be saying Colorado here. Uh, I think he's a Deion Sanders kid. I think he's opening up his options just to see what's out there. Uh, he didn't turn down the idea of going to Colorado, so I, I think he's gonna he's gonna go through his process very similar to how his recruitment went in high school. But I think overall, he's probably gonna make the same decision that he did before, and that's to to go with his quarterback that he's had a lot of success with at Jackson State, and, and, and go to Colorado to a Pac-12 conference that. Is obtainably uh, is obtainable in the first year. There's not a it's not a powerhouse conference. USC isn't is not the team that everybody thought they were, right? Oregon State, solid program, right? Not a powerhouse. Uh, Utah is Utah, right? They're going to be good. Never a playoff team. Uh, and and you know if if uh, Dion can can make some magic happen, uh, you know bring a Dion, bring you know his son his two sons over there and. Bring in Travis Hunter and, and kill the portal. He got Dylan Edwards, a four-star running back, to commit. Flip from, from Notre Dame, I believe. Uh, yeah. And we saw Romello Brinson and Yul Keith Brown over there on, on a visit. A couple of South Florida guys on a visit over there in Boulder as well. Yeah, and second opportunity, you know, second opportunity for those two guys that have, are really high potential players. We've seen them be really productive in the right situations in high school. Uh, even Yul Keith Brown. 
had some moments in college, right? I, I think, you know, he had a concussion towards the end of the year, kind of delayed, you know, or kind of hurt his progress at Texas A&M. And I think it, the crazy part is I was hearing that he got homesick, right? And I, and I think he did try to come home. I think Miami was the first option for him. But I don't know if Miami's taking any any slot receivers. And we're seeing that with right. Seven McGee. He was somebody that could have ended up in this class. There was mutual interest there, I think, at, for, for one period of time or another. But I just – I think they're going to ride it out with Robbie and Robbie and Ray Ray and, yeah. and try to just, and try to get bigger on the outside, not just right. grab guys, just to grab guys like we've seen Miami do in the past. Um, that's why I'm saying like Miami's going after guys that fit roles. If you can't fit a role, we're not bringing you. It, it's not about replacing Daryl Jackson with a, you know, a high, you know, a, high, a big name defensive tackle, right? That's not what they're going to try to do. Thomas Gore fits a role, right? They, they, they like Ahmad Moten. Uh, they love Joshua Horton, right? So maybe one of those guys isn't isn't Daryl Jackson, but the combination of the three can take up those snaps and be productive at defensive tackle. So I don't think they're worried there. I think they're starting to pick up enough bodies. I think one of the defensive ends, whether that's Collins Ashapong or or uh, if we do get Eno Etta, I think one of those guys is going to probably be playing some inside a little bit too. They're probably going to put some size on them and, and see what they can do as in regards to building out a three technique with great length. Um, you know, we're, we can see Ruben Bain rushing from the interior as well a little bit. So I, you know, I, I like what's going on there, but with the Travis Hunter situation, I, 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 is there any way to know, is there any way to really know what, what's going on there? I think he's going to be super secretive about the process, even more than a Conrad Hussey and a Damari Brown. Uh, and, and I think that every single school in the country is going to try to put their name in the hat. Would I put it past Mario Cristobal to pull off the absolute unthinkable and grabbing one of the most prestigious prospects we've seen in high school recruiting? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, 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 definitely. So we're heading into National Signing Day or early National Signing Day coming up on Wednesday. And Mario is known to have some surprises here and there. Um, we, we already talked about, you know, Conrad, Conrad Hussey being a possibility uh, for him to, you know, choose the Miami hat on Wednesday. Uh, but what other other surprises that uh, that are are kind of brewing here? I mean, obviously, there's Stank Quan Clark that, you know, we're, we're still kind of watching that situation to see if he's going to indeed uh, stick with his commitment uh, to Louisville. I heard some smoke on on Edwin Joseph, maybe possibly jumping back in the fold here, and um, and then like I said, maybe Derek Williams uh, could be I don't know could be a surprise uh, flip there, or, or or he could choose the Miami hat there, um, but for the most part, I see it seems like that this class, besides the names that we've already mentioned, will stay as is. Do you see any? Any other potential surprises come come Wednesday? Yeah, I know you spoke to Shadarian Harrison, and, and it seems like he's pretty locked in with Pitt. Yeah, he seemed pretty locked in with Pitt. He he said that Miami kind of jumped into this race a little bit too late for him, yeah. which is understandable. I mean, we're we're only a couple of weeks out, um, you know, for you to try to you know turn the heat up during his playoff run. I, I kind of understand that. Uh, I totally doubt that Miami is able to flip him from Pitt. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not expecting it, right? I think he's still on flip watch, though. 
right? And we, we've seen how these kids operate, especially in the NIL age, uh, kind of trying to control the narrative a little bit, uh, maybe drive up the price a little bit more. Um, I, I still think that DVD is probably going to continue to push until the very end to kind of flip that cornerback room because there's still talent needed. Even if you add Juan Monty McClain, Antoine Jackson, Robert Stafford, like you don't know what Robert Stafford's going to be. Antoine Jackson is still going to be a year from being able to play at the University of Miami at all, right? He's going to be a complete incubator player for the first year in Coral and Gable. He's going to be a redshirt as redshirt comes. Um, so, you know, adding a guy like Shadarian Harrison, who's an intriguing prospect, he's got great ball skills. He's been productive at two different schools. Uh, he was a running mate of Cormani McLean. So, uh, you know, I think if Cormani McLean pushed a little bit, DVD keeps it going, that relationship, uh, you know, over these last couple of days uh, continues to build, there's still a chance. Uh, like you said, San Quan Clark is somebody that still a chance. I think it would have been more of a chance to be visited this past weekend. Instead, he went to Louisville for his official visit. Uh, obviously, pretty strategic move by Louisville to make sure that they got the official visit the last last week uh, to not give Miami a chance. Yeah. And I think NIL-wise, Louisville is probably not going to get outbid in that situation. He's a priority prospect for them. And, and I think, you know, when you have four linebackers already in the class – you're not going to go crazy for one kid. Uh, so I yeah. I would love to see Stan – I think all of us would love love to see yeah. Stan Quan Clark home. He played great in, in the state championship game. I looked at some of the tape, and he was meeting Fletcher on most plays. Yeah. And I think the one thing people – like people see the huge hits from Stan Quan. They see the speed and the ability to be able to cover as a safety in seven-on-seven. Seven. What they don't understand is if you watch his eyes this year, he has developed – so rapidly as a linebacker. He, he's become a high school linebacker to a guy that's next level with how he interprets plays and how he is able to read guard to near back and, and, and be able to play off the run to the pass, get into his pass drops, make some plays. He, he is becoming a total linebacker, and that's why I would love to see him in this class. I think he's easily one of the best linebackers in the country, not just South Florida. Um, yeah. But I would say slim to none, slim to none there. Um, you know, you spoke about Derek Williams. Derek Williams is a potential flip, flip candidate, especially if they can't flip Conrad Hussey. Um, I know that they're trying to get at least one safety in this class. There's not a ton of options in the transfer portal for, like, immediate impact safeties. Uh, you know, they went after Donovan McMillan. He ended up going to Pitt. Uh, you know, there, there's been a few guys that committed to other spots uh, that, you know, they might have had some intrigue in. Um but, you know, overall, I think that's pretty much it. We're at 25 commitments right now, right? Like, they're not going to go crazy, um, you know, in 2023, just adding guys just to add guys. Um, I think they're happy with the number they're at right now. If they can get the guys they want, they'll do just that. But I don't think we're going to see additions just for addition's sake um, over the last few days. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, it should be an exciting day uh, overall. Just, um, you know, signing day is always a always a fun day. Uh, just, you know, seeing the, the class officially sign most of, of the class, if not all, should be signing on, on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. Uh, tune, tune in to canescounty.com for, for updates on all of these players. I uh, just wanted to also touch on the South Florida Express tryouts that I did uh, attend over the weekend and some of the players that stood out to me, just a couple of players. 
um, two of which did get offered by Miami. Dalen McCutcheon, uh, player, wide receiver out of Texas, Lovejoy High School. He's a player uh, that I liked and, and had some South Florida ties. His dad actually lives down here in South Florida. Um, his, a lot of his family is down here in South Florida. He was offered by Miami over the weekend. And also uh, Xavier Lucas as well was uh, also offered or, or made his public made his offer public uh, this weekend as well. He's a dynamic defensive back. When I saw him in tryouts, he pretty much locked down every receiver he was on. Pass breakup after pass breakup after pass breakup. Just has really good hips. Uh, really good vision, gets his head around when the ball's in the air. He, he's just a, a really uh, good kid to talk to as well. Another dynamic DB out of Dillard High School, uh, where, of course, Antoine Jackson played his high school ball. So there's the connection there. So really excited to see his progression in this next year. A lot of teams are going to jump on Xavier Lucas. Remember, that name and it's it's key that Miami has jumped on him early. Uh my guy coach blue told me about him um you know after I already noticed him in the tryouts and he was he just kind of reiterated how great of a kid he was uh OJ Frederick was also a player that I liked as well as far as DBs are concerned and um quarterback man michael merdinger bro like was was on fire in, in the tryouts i mean can throw every ball i mean that ball that it, it it comes off of his arm like 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 a bullet man he, he is he is every bit of a power five quarterback to me uh we have yet to kind of see him perform on the big stage and big games playing for Cardinal Gibbons, you're going to get those opportunities. So really excited to see Michael Berdinger and what he can do. He was by far and away to me, the best quarterback that I saw during the tryouts. And I also did like Nick Rabino as well. The former ransom quarterback now in uh, Connecticut. Um, he came down for the, uh, the, the tryouts as well. He was another quarterback that I liked as well. A um, couple other kids I, I just kind of want to mention is that Xavier Brown from modern day was out at these tryouts uh, along with Peyton Woodward um, from St. John Bosco. A couple of California kids made the trip. They did both did look impressive uh, on the day and they did take a visit to UF uh, right afterwards, I do I do want to mention they did mention that to me, but they do like the idea of playing on the East Coast. Xavier uh, Brown particularly told me that he is actually wanting to get out of, uh, you know, California. So so that could be a possibility as well. Um, but, you know, always a lot of talent at, at the South Florida Express tryouts i'm excited for seven on seven season can you believe it frank we're already in basically seven on seven season um and with more tryouts to come and tournaments coming up soon yeah i'm excited for that i'm also excited for the davers brower game we got the davers brower game this week we got the davers brower game this week we got listen ruben baines playing chris johnson's playing 
you know, we, we, we got some guys. There's a lot of power five talent out there. So it's going to be a fun game, fun game for everybody. You know, some Canes fans come out there to see, you know, those couple guys in a couple of their last high school football games, Ruben Baines in the Under Armour All-American game. So he's got that as well. Uh, but this will be Chris Johnson's last high school football game. Um, yeah, seven on seven season is going to be fun. Uh, Xavier, just to touch on those guys a little bit, it's crazy what Deerfield could have been if they were able to keep yeah. all their guys. Michael Merdinger was a sophomore quarterback there. Uh, Xavier Lucas, a sophomore safety uh, at, at Deerfield Beach at the time, had five interceptions as a sophomore. And then this year he goes to Dillard, plays some corner uh, and looks good in that. I still think he transitions to safety um, better than he does corner. You know, he's almost at 190 pounds already at six foot two. Uh, elite speed, you know, he's probably running about a four, 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 five, forty. Uh, you know, elite length as you, if you, as you've touched on, um, and he's getting more comfortable covering in space, uh, which yeah. makes him an intriguing free safety prospect, in my opinion. I think he's very easily a, a four star prospect when all things are said and done. Um, you know, we've we've talked about him as a as a riser in recruiting through this process a little bit, especially as we've seen him this year um, on some big stages. Um, you know, and Murdinger, I think Murdinger's got a lot of potential. I think we're going to see how he does this year at Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, he's going to be, you know, taking the reins over from Dylan Risk, uh, who's going to UCF. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's, he's grown so much. He's probably around that 6'2", six, 6'3", six, range. Uh, you know, probably close to 200, 205 pounds, really filled out really well, uh, utilizing that weight, e eating weights, eating weights, as they said. <laughs> Um, and, and the ball, and listen, I saw the highlights from the South Florida Express tryouts. He was diamond them up. He was diamond them up. And, and, you know, listen, whenever, whenever you're diamond them up and, and some safeties like Peyton Woodard are out there, um, you're doing a good job. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, of seeing how those guys progress. And I think that Miami's going to push hard for Xavier Lucas, especially with, uh, you know, the continuing Dillard pipeline, uh, a focus, uh, for this Miami staff. Yep, absolutely. So it should be a fun week, man. Should be a really fun week. Uh, early signing day on Wednesday, and it's really the the first day of the early signing period. So uh, it's it's going to go through the entire week as far as as far as uh, players committing. Um, shout out to the uh, Hurricanes basketball team. They've got a huge game coming up uh, tomorrow night hosting. Number two, Virginia. Uh, Miami's ranked 25. Actually, the new rankings do come out today. Maybe they move up. Um, but uh, let, let's see what they do on the big stage. It's going to be televised on ACC Network. Of course, CanesCounty.com is going to provide you with all of the coverage there. Anything else, Frank, before we close this thing out? No, I think uh, – hey, prediction – Miami potentially gets into the top three. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, top three. Top three class, which would be outstanding for a team that went five and seven. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for the Storm Tracker podcast. Remember to follow us on YouTube, live from Canes County. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, but be sure to subscribe to the website, Canes County dot com.